0: hello hi
1: guys
0: welcome to emerging adulthood
1: where the fuck am i
0: why should we care
1: trademark pending
0: Okay, so just before we started recording this, we were talking about how quickly the year went by.
1: Yeah, it's already what the second week of Feb. It's like it's January, the second just
0: week of February. February. I wanted to say Happy New Year, but then technically
2: Chinese like
1: Chinese we have Happy, to say New
0: year. Happy Chinese <laughs> New Year instead. <laughs> yeah. So January, flew by so quickly. You're already in February 2021.
1: Yeah. Finished. Done with 2020. (laughs) Finally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finally. How did you feel about that, by the way? (laughs) Because I feel like... Like
1: the passing of the year?
0: Yeah, the passing of the year. Transitioning towards January. And I feel like... uh, I spent the first few weeks of January trying to get a hold of reality again after like, vacation. Yeah,
1: like after, right? yeah, like after the quote-unquote vacation that, you know, yeah. we could the best vacation we could kind of like come up with. During the I guess that's why I was
0: so surprised that it's already February. Just because I spent a, a huge part of January just trying to gain a grasp of reality again.
1: Yeah, like coming back into the fact that we are in a pandemic. I know what you mean. Like, uh, I guess I was seeing it with our own friends. You know, everyone was kind of like just relieved, like ending the year 2020, like the the worst year of our lives. But
0: <laughs> so far. <laughs>
1: um, yes, yeah, so, so far. But then
0: I don't know. Relieved. I'm not sure if I felt relieved. I think, I think I entered the year wanting to just forget about it, but I Mm -hmm, knew mm -hmm. it was still there. I knew it would still be there in the back of my mind, and so that still gave me anxiety.
1: Same, same. Like I think, just like the the straight up um, figure of twenty twenty, like being moved on from, was like a relief, but. It didn't take away from the fact that, you know, we're still in like a <laughs> pandemic. I, I guess yeah. people just kind of like the idea that, or at least they're hopeful enough that, you know, we got through the worst of it.
0: I know. He said, by the way, I just read a Bloomberg article this morning and yeah. it talked about how. For the entire world, at the pace that it's going right now in terms of vaccine distribution, it may take up to seven more years until we can experience quote unquote normalcy again.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Kind of depressing, and um, just also goes to show how um, you know how uneven the progression of of like medical care gets distributed. On a global scale.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, the the countries who have access to this to this vaccine obviously will see. You
1: know, better advancements.
0: Immunity within their community earlier on, and they are shielded from Mm -hmm. this pandemic that will still keep going for the countries who Mm -hmm. will not receive this vaccination or will not have this much vaccines distributed.
1: Yeah, yeah so you can see that a lot of things kind of like out of your hands determine um yeah. how well you kind of bounce back from this pandemic and yeah, you know,
0: yeah, uh, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry we were talking about this again. I feel like <laughs> I feel like whatever we talk about and believe us listeners, John and I, we talk about a lot of things, the most <laughs> random things, but for some reason, I feel like. Unconsciously, we keep going back to this topic
1: yeah to the, the 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 pandemic, yeah, I yeah. think that it has shaped like our discourse, um mm. like even though everyone kind of wants to forget about it, mm. uh there's no denying that the pandemic uh has and will change how the world you know operates now,
0: that's true, yeah. So how do you think it's going to be like this year? So 2021, projections, guesses?
1: Projections. Um, well, at least like looking back, I can, uh-huh. you know, for the things that I can point out that I would like to keep, mm-hmm. it would probably be the idea of, um, you know, this questioning... Or, evaluation of the work structure here in the Philippines. Like, you know, Mm. we've been trying to introduce this idea of the flexibility of working hours, um, the idea of working from home. Yeah, Yeah. it's something that I really um, am happy for in terms of like the Philippines kind of being forced to embrace it. Like, a lot of people are already pushing for it. All of us, all of us were pushing
0: to embrace it. Yeah.
1: Exactly, but for the people who were pushing for it, you know, the digital natives, the people right. or digital nomads, the people who uh-huh. are kind of used to to not having a permanent location in terms of an right. office space, but could still churn out, you know, their their work any any anywhere they they were. So
2: right. you know,
1: this idea of challenging the very out, in my personal opinion, like a very outdated model of you know the work culture or office right. culture here it's
0: five days is, a week I like. 9 to mm-hmm. 5 9 to
1: 5 and you know everyone knows how how bad and notorious metro manila traffic is
2: mm. and
1: it's only getting worse right it, If is not it? for the pandemic <laughs> it was like <laughs> if not for the pandemic it was on pace to become
0: oh god like
1: based off of based off of ways like um rating of yes. how bad it is aren't we like uh. top 2 Basically just oh behind gosh. uh like I forgot like which city another in Asian India, but, country.
0: Know, yes, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. sure Something of that. Like that. Yeah. 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 I think for me, yeah, that's quite interesting. I would want to keep that also. Also, because I remember I was having this conversation with you the other day and I was saying that I feel guilty because until now, up until now, it's almost a year that we've transition to working from home but I see myself still adjusting still finding Mm -hmm. finding the best way to be productive the best way to transition from you know the mornings going into into work checking in (laughs) and then having this lunch break digital digital Mm -hmm. check-ins it's like
1: timing in Yeah.
0: yeah and I think for a lot of people or even... No, no. Maybe not for a lot of people. For myself, I feel this pressure. And I, you know, it's almost a year that we've been doing this. You better get your shit together. Right? But you're expected. Like you're expecting... Like
1: you have to adapt to it already.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then for me, I don't know. Maybe it's also... Because I'm in New York and it's winter here. So mm-hmm. I'm not just adapting to working from home. I'm also adapting to the change of season. Yeah, yeah. Change seasons to <laughs> <form.
2: laughs> eh?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yon. so course,
0: now it's winter and we have earlier sunset. So in the beginning it was hard because I felt sleepy. Yeah, with the na. daylight
1: savings. So. Mm-hmm.
0: But then now I realize because I was just telling you the other day. Now you know I I noticed that I work best from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. ba? na yung yeah, three yeah. hours nayon from 4 to 7, I get to do maybe double of what I usually get to do in the morning. And mm-hmm. I was really thinking about it. I like, I really like analyzing my behavior. That's the psychologist in me. And <laughs> I think that stems from seeing that we have shorter daylight, right? We have shorter daylight yeah, by 4 yeah. o'clock. Actually, 4 o'clock, the sun starts to set. And so I think it's my body's way of saying that when the light is out, when there is sun, I should be outside. I should be active. I shouldn't be inside trying to Mm -hmm. work in front of my computer screen. So -hmm. that's just my biological natural way of telling myself. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I'm just quite surprised because as I told you, I'm adapting and it's like Mm -hmm. a change of behavior. I wasn't like this last season. Now I'm like this. So I, yeah. I won't be surprised if next season it's going to be different again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that that's the cool thing about like um it's like a silver lining because of the mm-hmm. the 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 change in context that the pandemic has mm-hmm. brought. It leaves us kind of like this small mm-hmm. s- space to actually mm-hmm. question these long-standing like customs that, you know, for lack of a better term, we just swallowed. We just took it right. in. We just took it for face value and thought, okay, this is how the world works. And I mean, we we don't know how it should operate any differently. But because of like this pandemic bringing in um, unprecedented changes, we're afforded this this time to to really see that. Oh, okay, is this really the only way things should be? So yeah, that's like one of the silver linings.
0: Exactly. And like speaking of that time that you're afforded, I think that because we don't travel as much, we don't get stuck on EDSA for like at least two hours a day. And me, I don't get stuck. No, I don't get stuck. But (laughs) I don't have to spend at least an hour commuting to an an hour coming back from the office every day. I do get Mm -hmm. to save a lot of time. And this is a privileged moment because... Yeah. I realized in this pandemic and this is also to answer the question of what I want to keep I do enjoy having all this extra time to work on other things that I'm really interested in so like in the beginning of the pandemic I started doing a Paint by number.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Chebre <laughs> fake painting. I can't really do like my own paintings. I do like the paint, paint by <laughs> number painting. Skill. That
1: takes skill. That skill. The paint within those. Paint small, within the lines. Small
0: shapes. Well, It was yep. really challenging. Uh, and I think the hardest mm-hmm. thing was actually finishing it. Like a lot of times, I felt like I spent too much time already and I couldn't see the picture. I couldn't see the yeah. nice. Yeah, the nice and that the end goal, the, the portrait <laughs> that I wanted to see, I couldn't see it for like a month. And at do you the remember
1: end of the, like when there yeah. was like a phase or the hype for all of these coloring books? Yes, it's essentially like that. Did you ever like get into elevated those things? version? No, I was too impatient. And me also,
0: it. I was also too impatient yeah. for that. I think.
1: But yeah, I think that's like an elevated. More right, classy. right, right. I think <laughs> one of nice. the
0: things, one of the things that motivated me to do this paint by number is that I do have a product to show. Yeah, Unlike, like you, you know, have a, a final, coloring book yeah. It gets stuck in a book. Head, unless in, you get yeah, to tear exactly. it out and frame it, I would want to do that. Or if I'm working on a poster and also coloring it, mm-hmm. I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's the element of being able to admire your work, your yep. hard work, mm-hmm. that makes it motivating it, for me. Yeah, yeah to display yeah, it. It's
2: nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, going back, so ha, be you know going back to the topic of being afforded this time, yung so I was able to spend it working on new hobbies, gaining mm-hmm. more interest in some things, and also having the time, having more time to to learn new things.
1: I think that's a common thing that you know when when we talk to our friends. Uh-huh. Um, some realizations or at least positive things that came out of this pandemic it's it 's really this this idea of self reflection which is something mm-hmm. I appreciate that that 's another thing that that i 'm happy or I hope to see continued mm-hmm. in this year the idea that you know we take time to to have uh space for ourselves in a way that right. we allow contemplation mm-hmm. uh, self reflection mm-hmm. and and it's because of these uh, moments of, you know, evaluation, we mm-hmm. get to see what we can consider to be important or what we should right. care about.
0: We were talking about that, nga, about how we were learning a lot of things, how we were practicing introspection, and how it allowed us mm-hmm. to evaluate what was important in our lives. Diba? So a lot of this introspection requires us to ask, ask ourselves, Why do we care about certain things or why should Mm -hmm. we not care about certain things? Because Mm -hmm. I think as human beings, we should continue to evaluate and to reflect on the things that we care or do not care about because they change. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you take part in learning things that you did not learn before you're Mm -hmm. not only gaining in terms of knowledge, but you're also improving in terms of being more compassionate human beings and also Mm -hmm. building stronger connections with other people.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I think um, this idea of kind of making sure that we are aligned with our own values, it's something that allows us to, in a way, you know, I'm I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking in like productivity terms, but in a way it aligns and streamlines our life. You know what I mean? That that it allows us also not to waste the resources that that we have, which are finite, like our energy, our time, Mm -hmm. our money, in our effort, it allows us to to be sure that we direct all of these resources that we have, which, you know, basically make up our life. Yes. We align our life with the values and goals that we want,
2: right. specifically because for ourselves and for the world. Finite.
1: Because
0: yeah, they are the finite. Resu- because the resources they are, are finite. Because are limited. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, everything in life is finite. Even your life. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's 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 the ba? thing that you know people have to kind of understand. Yeah, like, it, it, it comes out that like in popular culture that oh, don't worry, you can achieve this. You can you can you can get whatever you want. You can achieve whatever Mm-mm. you want. The, ter- the typical like dream. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like they 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 skip a very important like okay. caveat, like a, a okay. like a small uh, like a small note in the in the mm-hmm. contract. It says yeah. You can, but uh, there's there's a cost to everything.
0: Right. You know? I've been waiting for you to say that. You can, but yeah. you may be taking something else from other people. Right?
2: Yeah. You like, may be yeah, gaining
0: something at the expense of somebody expense. losing something.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. I realized that, yeah, in this world where we live in, whatever we do however we react to this world always comes back to us and there's always you know there, what's that physics law reaction the, and interaction the reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah there's a equal uh, reaction
0: for, for every, every action, there's action there's an equal or yeah, there's yes there's an
1: equal or greater reaction
0: yes see so that can be applied in life and
1: mm-hmm.
0: i really like that line when you said that we needed to recognize how finite things are Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean yeah. it's it's not uh it's not like a comfortable or inspiring um No. You know, <laughs> but, yeah, speech it, it isn't, right? It's like oh, so we're limited. I mean, is that our goal, that, that's reality. Is that our
0: goal to try to make <laughs> this podcast sound comfortable. I don't think so.
1: I don't think so too, but you know, it's <laughs> it's it's like so if you're no, if you're waiting for inspiration <laughs> Oh, well. Or masopistic in that way. No, no, no. But the idea is that and it's it, 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 <laughs> it's related to if you think about um if you think about the etymology of the word humility or to be mm-hmm. humble, mm-hmm. it is it is related to, to the word the Greek word. Hold on, let me see it if it's here.
2: It. Etymology.
1: Okay, so it comes from the Latin word hummus, which is, you know, not the food, hummus. but it, I was yeah, it refers say. to the ground.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> chickpeas, chickpeas. chickpeas. So, so the word humble or, or humility, its base word is Latin, um, the word hummus, which is mm. the ground. So yeah. if you are somebody that is really humble, you kind of see you recognize your grounding which is just the the recognition of your reality which is this yeah. what we're trying to tell you that you know yeah. things are limited um you know there is a cost things to whatever you want to do and that doesn't stop you from dreaming for something that you know if you want to achieve something go for it but you have go to understand it. that 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 when you when you try to endeavor in this uh, you do have to use up your finite resources for it. Right. Whether it be time, whether it be your money, you know, mm. your effort, your attention, you do mm. give up something when you try to go for something.
0: So, so at the, the end of I the day, day, at the end of the day, the takeaway is that whatever decision you make, you will always want to ask your, yourself, why do you care about this decision? Because you mm-hmm. are using up your finite resources and Mm -hmm. one way to not end up regretting the decisions that you make is to always catch yourself right to catch yourself um, questioning Mm -hmm. why why does this why is this important to me why do I put a lot of value into this why Mm -hmm. would I choose my job over my family right now or why would I choose living in this country as opposed to Mm -hmm living in paradise maybe right like
2: mm-hmm. because mm-hmm.
0: of the finite resources that we are are basically managing right yeah. we're managing the finite mm-hmm. ro- resources that we are equipped with
2: mm-hmm.
0: we know that there will always be trade offs and yes
1: Oh, damn, we're getting yeah. into my territory, economic terms. <laughs> exactly. That's that's one of the tenets of economics this idea oh. that there are always trade offs opportunity trade offs, oh. economic trade offs.
0: I didn't know the territory. I puso, territory. Ko. <laughs> no!
1: God! Bam! <laughs> no. That's true. Both are true, though. <laughs>
0: Annoying. <laughs> okay, so I guess.
1: I didn't say that. I actually got killing, but that's fine.
0: Wait lang. So, okay. Let's go to my territory naman. Uy, yabang.
2: Yabang.
0: Well, my question for you, Mr. Economics Guy, is do you think it's natural for people to care or do you think we're the opposite? That we're always thinking about ourselves, we're always focused on, on how to benefit from other people. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all we care about is our personal game.
1: Okay. So like a lot of things in life, I think the answer to this is kind of like the middle ground. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Realistically speaking, safe. I don't think <laughs> the safe answer. Um, no, but like realistically speaking, I think um, there are a few exceptions. There are people who are on the extremes that who are, mm-hmm. you know, just really altruistic. And there are people who are, mm-hmm. you know, really like cruel but yeah. I think most of us operate in the middle and in a way that um we are good but we also um have this sense of firstly that we are in society and that kind of um necessitates this interconnectivity with everyone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. so um there's this idea that we can be um, good or we can be caring to others but in some way this altruism that we that we extend to other people mm-hmm. there is a hope that it also comes back to us so is you're that right. also so in a sense something yeah so is that you know if we if we if we critique it is it really being caring if yeah. it somehow benefits us that's that's yeah. another like argument that you know we, we that is mm-hmm. being explored yeah. so I think because we're in the middle we understand that we do we can care for people specifically yeah. you know our our immediate relatives right. it's it's natural for us to I feel that you say, know yeah. yeah it's natural to, for us to feel easy. that connection uh-huh. to kin
2: it's easier
0: for us to show that we care towards mm-hmm. other people who also care about us right mm-hmm. yeah. because while yeah. we don't easily, catch ourselves expecting other people to do things for us that is how that relationship was built and naturally yeah. whether somebody was the one who made the first move or mm-hmm. you were the one who made the first move obviously you learned that when you did this you got something back and so you yeah. want to keep doing it and unfortunately a lot of us tend to, as you said, uh, lean towards that middle ground yeah, of like mm-hmm. trying to balance ourselves. Diba? Na parang yeah. We know we want to do good, but we also expect something from others. Because I guess that's also part of trying to survive, right? Like mm-hmm. having this, yeah. this
2: mm-hmm.
0: survival instinct of needing to find gain.
1: Correct. And it goes back to what I was saying that because all of us are in society, right? And in right. society, there are... Um, it's it's the to, to advance in society you mm-hmm. kind of have to look out for yourself right but mm-hmm. um, there's that tension with kind of uh, as you said earlier there's a trade-off this is essentially kind of like a trade-off some people will think mm-hmm. that oh no don't worry when when you help others that's that's also taking care of yourself but mm-hmm. I mean like in a very for example in a very right. corporate setting um, you know, When you kind of want to advance yourself, it's you being pitted against your own colleagues, right? It's Mm -hmm. that that sometimes society is
0: making us like this.
1: I think that's one way of approaching um, this, you know, so-called problem. But um, it just goes back to our idea of there's finite resources in Mm. a way that if I want to help myself, like. If I want to, for example, if I want to get more business for myself, Mm -hmm. I will inevitably like kind of like uh, push aside another competitor, right? Like as much as I would like to help him. But if I want to get awarded this contract, um, you know, I will push to win it, right? At the expense of my competitors. So that's just like a very simple analogy of like, I would like to help the world and of course, I would like to help my own family. Sometimes, uh, in these situations, I can't do both.
0: Right. And of course, but... I would like
1: to choose the one that immediately benefits me.
0: Uh huh, uh huh. But we're talking about a behavior that you already learned.
1: Right? Okay. Yeah.
0: My question was: Is it natural for us? Meaning, do you think we're actually born to be as self-centered as we describe ourselves to be? Or do you think that we were born to be less selfish, to be able to think about other people, and it's just because we live in this world that's why we end up becoming, you know, the way that we are.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think like this varies depending uh-huh. on, you know, depending the on the baby. Of development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending like on, the, on the baby. <laughs> Yeah, depending on... No, it depends on, I guess, the stage of development that you're in, right? And I think this is, like, your department that you can kind of, like, expound on. But I have an understanding of it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can expect, like, a baby to be pretty self-centered because, you know, he's, he's like, that's all he knows. Like, he's also limited in his capacity for communication. But I'd like your viewpoint on this more.
0: I guess to the point that a baby would learn to communicate because he has needs that needs to be addressed, right? Like a baby who is hungry learns that when he cries, his mother will approach him, he's able to gain that attention and he will get fed, right? So um, he does learn to communicate using nonverbal methods in order to gain attention and be able to benefit, right? So if we're talking about Mm -hmm. that, benefiting aspect then yes as a baby you do learn that very basic premise but this term that we also call theory of mind which is basically the basic step in developing empathy and like researchers who are studying theory of mind looks at it in the the element that we can break down into the very first science of theory of mind like Mm -hmm. the baby wanting to have a connection with you by maintaining eye contact with you, Mm -hmm. by recognizing certain emotions, by recognizing the face of his mother, right? So all these things in a natural and biological way may be because as a human being and also as a baby, sometimes there really is just a longing for connection, and whether we want to benefit from something like something finite, something materialistic, something concrete, I think it's more of the connection that yeah. human beings need.
2: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that connection, that wanting and yearning for genuine and authentic connection, gets skewed with many other things that. Yep. Yeah that we would prioritize. But I think the very basic element of caring is wanting to develop that connection. And I think that when we try to analyze what this connection does with us, um, I think it was actually that book that I was reading, Daring Greatly. Um, There was a very beautiful line that says that when you are connecting with other people, you have a sense of, you have a newfound sense of meaning and purpose
2: mm-hmm. because yeah.
0: in that connection, you're able to be vulnerable. You're able to mm-hmm. to see a person for who that person really is without mm-hmm. expecting anything. Diba?
2: Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like whenever we add all those other elements, it's always like, huh, does he or she really? mean what she's saying but talaga or is she doing Yeah, that, yeah. attention you're kind of yeah, second
1: guessing yeah. yeah exactly second guessing yeah. these actions of other people and their intentions Yeah.
0: but in fact we are doing that as a defense mechanism because maybe in our history maybe in our childhood maybe in our years as an adolescent or growing up as a young adult we experience a lot of times when we lost our trust in somebody we were hurt we were damaged emotionally and so instead of just connecting freely, we want to build walls. And that makes it more challenging for us to find people that we can connect with.
1: Yeah. So I think with this, what do you think? What's your opinion on? Do you think like, generally now we are in this, as you were saying, this state where we kind of build up walls more? or,
2: mm. or,
1: or do you think generally we are... We are successful in breaking these barriers or defense mechanisms that we set up for ourselves.
0: You know what? I think because we live in a world
1: where um,
0: there is so much emphasis on being perfect, in appearing Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, yeah, appearances appearing to other people as if, or you can be the most intellectual person, or whatever mask you want to put on, I feel like because society puts so much pressure on us, it becomes difficult to come out in your own authentic self. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question, I think that plays a big role in our decision to put up walls. Sometimes you don't even know that we, we already built many layers of walls. But sometimes yeah, yeah. it's actually it might be an effort an to put thing. an mm-hmm. effort. But in reality, without connections, we have little to no purpose in our life. And so it's actually yeah, harder I like that. to
1: mm-hmm.
0: be living mm-hmm. our lives behind walls, even if we think we're mm-hmm. protecting ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think I think I like that point of yours that it's actually hard to, to navigate society if you are always using these um, defense mechanisms. Yeah. And it's something that I, I I'll relate it to something that I remembered reading. Um, it was an article that I saw um that was basically an interview with Margaret Mead, who's like an anthropologist. Oh, I've heard
2: of her. So you
1: were talking yeah. So you were talking about you know how we kind of crave for for not crave but we value these like
2: relationships
1: that we can Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. These connections and genuine relationships that we would like to form with other people. And Mm -hmm. that cuts to that cuts through that whole argument of like caring or being selfish. Mm -hmm. Caring for others or being selfish. Because the idea is that we're trying to just have a genuine and intimate or at least an honest relationship with other people or Mm -hmm. have genuine connections with other people. Exactly. And Yeah, we're trying our best. And for Margaret Mead, who is an anthropologist, Mm -hmm. uh, when she was asked, like, okay, when do you think um, or what do you think is the earliest sign of civilization? And for her, she answered that um, she believed that it was um, through the first sign of a healed, of a broken and healed femur. A femur is just like a thigh bone.
2: Okay. Okay. So wait. So
1: she explained. The first yeah.
0: sign of civilization.
1: Civilization. Okay. For her.
0: So the first sign. Um, okay. Wait. Wait. Let me just mm-hmm. clear it up. So the first sign of civilization was a broken bone.
1: Yeah. For her, it was a broken human bone. Human bone. But it was. Okay. Why? It was um, it healed. Uh, so for her, a
0: bone that broke but healed.
1: But healed. Okay. okay, so that's important because she explained that you know in the basic animal kingdom, when when an animal breaks its leg, it basically dies. It's it's, it's a death sentence. So it just means that you're useless. You're mm. kind of like a burden to the rest of your group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can no longer escape danger. Um, it can't go to the river to drink water. Mm-hmm. It can't seek food. So it's essentially a burden to a group. So it's
2: so he gets uh, death left behind. Sentence.
1: Mm-hmm, okay. Exactly. It becomes easy prey for okay. for all the predators. So no animal can survive with a broken leg. And the idea that a healed bone or a healed thigh bone works as proof for her to show civilization because it meant that somebody stayed with this person, mm. somebody endured that person's injury. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe even and,
0: carried and, that person with them as
1: they yeah, traveled. Yeah, exactly. so. Right. So the idea that you know, even though he is a, a technical Gridden. burden mm-hmm. to, to your to your group, mm-hmm. you you saw past his utility to you. Oh, so for her, oh. so for her, that's the sign of civilization. Because oh so if you gosh. ask other historians, their point of reference for civilization is that you have a civil square. Like uh, for if you go very technical with with um, if you ask historians, their point of reference for society or civil society is that once we've set up these um, civil squares wherein we yes like exactly when agriculture
0: we had, uh, systems exactly, government
1: like, when we had yes I see, I exactly see. so for her it predates so it yeah
0: that. it goes way before Natural that
1: culture as law, lo- uh, when 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 they discovered that human beings were able to look past Um, Mm -hmm. this idea of, you know, animalistic urges. Mm -hmm. And we said that, okay, even though this person technically is not useful right now because of this injury, that doesn't mean they don't have value. And and this is an idea of empathy, which is the idea of cutting through to the other person that we are. So for me, I think that's what it means, that empathy is kind of this countermeasure that we can deploy to get past through these, uh, through these walls yeah. that we built to insulate ourselves from others. I
0: think that touches a very, um, a topic that I hold very dear to me, which is how, um, how we deal or how we treat individuals with disabilities, for example. Because, like, yeah when we see or when we interact or when we even hear or anything anything to do with individuals with disabilities the first thing that comes into our mind is the disability meaning maybe may it be physical or mental or or biological if this person has a disability meaning he's labeled with that then obviously mm-hmm. He will have limitations. And in that um, scenario that you shared, where the person clearly had a physical disability, right? The bone was broken. That is a physical disability. Mm -hmm. This community, (laughs) in what, thousands of years ago, this community Mm -hmm. went past that. And they took care of that person because they saw him more than just a utility right they saw him mm-hmm. despite or they saw him and they cared for him even if they had if even if he had a disability
2: mm-hmm. so yeah
0: i think it reminds me of how we see this community of individuals with disabilities how it's so easy for us to treat them as burdens. But in the end, if we don't look at them based on their utility, but based on the value of them being human beings, then they they really are just equals to us.
1: Yep, they're just differently abled.
0: I love that term. Yeah. Wow, this is, this has been a really good conversation. It's been, what, 46 minutes. But in the end, um, did we even tell our listeners what this podcast is about? Basically, this is what the podcast is about. So we will be talking yeah, yeah. about why we should care. But, you know, today we were just very general and we were like blabbing through a lot of yeah. different thoughts, But our focus really is to be sharing to our listeners why we should care about certain things that they may actually care about already, or maybe they don't. Yeah. And one of those topics, let's just give them like a sneak peek. One of those topics that we will be talking about would be, for example, John's love for vintage clothing and how he finds value in, what do you call it? Like repurposing? No, way. Re What is the re-word? Recycle, reuse, repurpose, and...
1: Reduce. We're trying reduce. to reduce. Okay. I mean, the so idea is that it's... Maybe the term you're looking for is upcycling. Which upcycling. is, you know, repurposing something. Yes,
0: yes. So... Yeah. so
1: yes, that's that, correct. It's essentially repurposing. Yeah,
0: so that's our next topic. And if you guys enjoyed this episode... Do come back for the second one. We will be talking about vintage clothing shopping
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and many, many more. So,
1: thank you for joining us for this um, kind of like introductory or pilot episode pilot for episode. this new series mm-hmm. that we will be um, that we will be running with. So, um, if you enjoyed and you want to hear further Ooh. about these different issues that. Um, You know, that we care about and we kind of, you know, want to share with you guys. And, you know, you can also tell us what you guys care about and what you guys, um, your thoughts and your own different perspective about these different issues that you feel are relevant and that you care about. Uh, Let us know um, in the comment section. (laughs) (laughs) And join us again for the next episode. Bye. Bye guys.